Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. And we're back, folks. And today, this podcast is brought to you by Chia Oil and Nos. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had some funny. I was going to tell you uh, the Chia Oil is kind of a joke, but it's serious. So, got the beard rolling, right? I don't know if you've noticed this, Travis, but it's p- pretty thick for this early in the season. It looks lighter though. Lighter? Yeah. Like color wise, or not thick? Color wise. Okay. The reason. Okay, so I have to come. I'll take a shower. And this is, by the way, this podcast isn't about my beard, but, <laughs> but I comb it out after I take a shower, clean it, wash it. You know, I keep it clean. It's probably cleaner than a lot of women's hair. I tell them that because they're like, yeah, that beards are nasty. It's like as dirty as a dog's hind in. Does it shed like a woman's hair, though? Okay. <laughs> Before I used, my barber told me, and he has an incredible beard, he told me, you need to use chia oil. It's like women use it in their hair, but he started using it in his beard, and they say to do it. So anyways, I started using it at the beginning, very beginning. I mean, as soon as hair started coming out of my face. Dude, before, when I would comb it out after I take a shower, hair would be falling off in the sink. Like, what it was, it was breaking off because it gets real brittle. And uh, I started putting that on. That's, dude, I, nothing. I'll comb it out wherever. There won't, one hair will not come out. It's trippy. I just guess it keeps it moist, whatever. But. So maybe if you rub it on your head, it would like you won't go bald. <laughs> I go, I put it on my face, and then the excess I go through my fingers. So I'm hoping that helps me. Anyways, that's kind of a it's a serious note, folks. But it's kind of a joke. you're gonna wake up one morning look like a werewolf. It's just gonna sp- <laughs> uh, dude. I, I see myself in the video. I'm like, dude, that thing's getting gnarly. I like it. It just looks like it wants to reach out and bite somebody or something. <laughs> 
So, anyways, guys, in all in all reality, uh, this we're glad to say that we are ambassador for Heavy Shot. Kind of finalized. That was really awesome. Like we knew that was part of the deal going on, and uh, just it finalized with the contract and everything. Pretty awesome. Awesome. Is, I love their their product and look forward to uh, utilizing it this yeah. season. And um, you know the awesome thing about that was is they contacted us. I didn't chase them down, and I stopped doing that about a, a year and a half, two years ago. I was like, you know what, I'm not doing it. It's, it's I don't want to beg people to have to, you know what I mean? Like, I want them to see the worth in our channel, what it can bring to them, instead of me. Like, this is what I'll do. This is what I'll do. Then it takes the pressure off because we're already using it. Yeah, it's we nice love when, that. When we it's love a product that. that you already use. It's exactly. Not like, it's not like you have to. Uh, I don't have to fake sell. Act like you like their product <laughs> because product, they gave because, it to you because they gave it to you for free. So exactly. yeah, we were using it anyways and had great results. And so that it's just awesome that we're gonna continue to use it. Not that we wouldn't, but just that yeah, we have we have it at our disposal to to utilize. I shouldn't really get off topic, but we're kind of this is kind of a wild podcast and this is go wherever wherever the wind blows us but <laughs> i kind of put you on the spot here because you know all those people that listen to it and by the way thank you guys so much for your support it's growing a lot like it the downloads per month have astronomically gone up and i want to say a big thank you to you guys for listening if you can do us a favor though it does help it to even spread more is go on itunes even if you don't listen on that platform and give it a rating Write something down in the comments and then give it five stars or whatever you want to give it. But it just helps push it out there. But anyways, um, so I'm putting you on the spot. Obviously, we're ambassador for Heavy Shot now. But in all reality, what was your initial thoughts when you first started shooting that? Did you be honest? You don't have to say nothing because that's what people like about this channel and the show is they don't care. We won't, We don't care who sponsors or who says what. We'll give an open, honest review. When you first shot, not maybe the first time, but as you used heavy metal. Yeah. Could you tell a difference between straight steel? Well, what I used, the shells that I used before, um, I liked them. They were cheap and, you know, they were easily accessible. And I shot those for a while. And then you guys, you guys actually started shooting heavy shot mm -hmm. a year or two before I even considered it. And then um, that one day I was up there at, at the Sportsman's by where I work, and I seen those, and um, you know, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to get a box of these, try them out. Just you got, one box? Yeah, initially, because okay. I purchased that one box, and it was such a, a cheap price. I'm like, they must have rang me up wrong, you know? And I, I left Oh, them. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, that's like, was like $13 a box for heavy mm -hmm. metal. Uh, I think number, number twos, three-inch. And... um. So I, I called up, either you or Thomas, I'm like, hey, I got this box of shells. And you're like, what? And I'm like, Duh. you're like, go back and buy them all for me or whatever. And I'm like, oh. So I went back over there and I asked the guy because, you know, I mean, I, I if somebody rings me up wrong, I usually tell him like, hey, you know, can you check this? Because I think you, you didn't ring it up right. And the guy rang it up. And he's like, no. this, is this What was it? How much? 13. 13. 13 something a box. And so I'm asking him, I go, do you, I go, there's a case over there. I go, do you guys have any more in the back? He's like, let me look. He went back there and looked and there was no more back there. And I'm like, well, I go, is it the same price? And he's like, yeah. And so he, he rang me up and they took off like 15 bucks a box. <laughs> so I got them, I got the whole case for a hundred and like. So tax, Sportsman like, sells them for 28 bucks a box. I believe they were like, wow. they were like, 20, no, they were 20, 
15 yeah, 20, probably like almost like twenty eight bucks a box. I think it was. Other than Kittles, most a lot of places sell up for way marked up. Like Kittles, you can get them for like twenty two a box. Okay, I think it was like twenty eight, and I ended wow. up getting them for like yeah after tax like a hundred and forty bucks for the whole case. You got still um, yeah, it was. I mean, I was really happy, and then you guys were like, you know, is there any more? And I'm like, no. And I went back, and it was like, I don't even remember what the thing was. Why it was so cheap? It was like a waterfowl day or something they had there, and um. But yeah, I got them for like 130 bucks a box, and I shot them all last season, and they performed flawlessly. I never had a jam, never had a misfire, and Might I mean, I had I've had misfires before. You can drop it down if you want with it's my with my gun. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, with the shells that I was shooting previously, I had a couple of misfires. And I'm thinking just yeah, what if there's a you know like we said before a hybrid or you know just a duck that you don't see. And you get a click. Imagine how frustrating that would what would be. Um, and I've had that click before, and birds are there, and you're trying to rip that shell out and get another mm-hmm. one in there. And they worked beautifully and never had a, a, an issue with them. And I'm like, I think my initial thing for not purchasing them like, before was like the price, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, right. you might not spend that much to shoot a, right. shoot a bird, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But after using them, I'm like, it's a great product, you know what I'm saying? And I would recommend them. And I like him. I haven't tried the uh, heavy hammer, but like I said, I use the heavy heavy metal, mm-hmm. and so I would definitely you know spend the extra money for that shell because just because it it performs so well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're they're a good shell. Well, we didn't mean to get off on that tangent, no. but just kind of something to say, just to give our honest opinion. But um, so what we wanted to talk about on this podcast is our long term duck hunting goals. I, I can instantly think of several right now. Oh yeah, definitely. Me and you, me and you could talk about this for an hour. Yeah, and we and we've talked about duck hunting. You know what I'm saying? Like, for hours. What what we want to do? You know what I'm saying? And that's not. I mean, you have goals and everything. I think you do in life. Mm-hmm. And this is a sport that we love. We enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do it with our families, our friends. And so yeah, I think there's there's certain goals that you said like, hey, you know, before before the last time you blow a call and the last shots fired, you're like, I'd like to do this, you know, or mm-hmm. go to this place and and accomplish this or specific birds that you're like hey i want to get these birds mm-hmm. um and and have them just to, to just say i've done it you know well you go first give just one scenario or bird sure. or hunt where at maybe um what kind of bird and yeah, then so, I'll, I'll go and we'll just kind of go back and forth yeah so one of the, one of the things i always wanted to do is uh there's a, a taxidermist that i follow on facebook and um his name is shane smith and he has uh a trip basically where I don't know if he's some way connected with it, but they offer um, hunting down in uh, Oregon, mm-hmm. Mexico, and it's birds. And most for the most part, it's birds that we've we kill here. You, know, you have your cinnamon tail, your pintails, um, just fully redheads. But that time of year, the birds are all you know full plume, and then they also have what's called the Mexican mallard, which looks a lot like a mallard. Those are down there. Um, I think there's some some of the tree ducks. And also some brand. Was there whistling? I think so. There is. And some brant. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess that's they, where they, they're finalizing. They get a lot of brant down there. And it just looks, just looking at photos and things like that, it looks like a, just a, a trip that would be, you know, like the epitome yeah. of, of, of duck hunting. Mm-hmm. Not that there's any particular birds down there that are like, oh, I have to have these. I, I want to shoot a tree duck eventually. Um, but just that trip, and I think the whole... Just all, everything that looks the like the journey, the, yeah, just the whole the, experience, yeah, would be would be something that 
you know, eventually it's on the bucket list, you know. Oh, Someday, yeah. somehow, some way, I want to make it happen. I think we will. I um I I was I'll just piggyback onto that because I was gonna say that too and save it for later, but I'll just say it now too. Same for me. I, and I've told you, you know, that's that's a long term goal. Yeah. Um when you start looking at price, you start thinking, man, how much does this cost? You know, how much the plane ticket would be, how much the trip itself would be to because you can't go down there right now or has been for a while without a guide. Mm-hmm. I guess you could before. I didn't know that. Oh, someone, really? Someone had told me that. Yeah, they said that you, they used to do it all the time, but now you do have to have mm-hmm. one. I don't know if that will ever change back, regardless if it does or doesn't, just the price. But that being said, if you want something bad enough and it takes you several years to save for it, you can do it, you know? So my thoughts are for myself, like, I'm just going to have to, how bad do I want it? Yeah. I'm just gonna have to start piddling away at it, putting some aside, and it's hard. It's hard. It's hard for me to do that because I like stuff in the here and now. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this before. There's a guy, uh, Shane Smith, that has the lodge down there. A great guy. I've talked to him a little bit on the phone. We're supposed to have him on the podcast, like extreme, you know, world renowned uh, taxidermist for water our birds, yeah, turkeys and stuff too. And he always has last minute good deals. You've shown me on Facebook. Yeah, where somebody canceled. Canceled like, that. like two yeah. weeks before. And if you think about it, if you had your money already sitting there, we've talked about this, you know, bam, you can jump on it right then. But I haven't done that. I haven't had the money ready, the means to do it, or the position. Certain jobs, I just, I couldn't do it that yes. way. So I guess we're putting our words, hopefully we'll put our words to action and start doing that because we're not getting any younger, right? Like my dad talks about him like, wishing he would have done more for elk hunting and put in other places for the last 15 years to so, accumulate the points so he would have the points now because yeah. he goes i'm right i mean this is what he said i'm not putting words in his mouth but he said i'm running out of time yeah and it is true unfortunately we all run out of time eventually at some point. we all will yeah yeah so i don't know yeah and two i think um one of the what just kind of bouncing off of that um is it's funny because when i was in college I took this guidance class and the teacher handed us these blank pieces of paper and she says, write down five things that you want to have in the future. Draw, when, you, when you were in college? When I was in college. Draw draw a photo of it. Hmm. So I drew I drew a, a 65 fastback Mustang. You know, I drew a house with some with some kids, some other some other things. You know, and I wasn't even married at the time. And what's crazy is that every one of those things that I actually put down on paper. I have accomplished in my life. Really? I know you. So what was, do you remember all five? Uh, no, I remember, you know, being a dental hygienist. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, having a family. Mm-hmm. Um, I always wanted a 65 fastback Mustang. You had that. I had that. That was a sweet car. Um, I can't remember what the other two things were, but mm-hmm. I remember that I, I had accomplished all of those, wow. all those things. When, and why like, can't you do that now? You know, there's no reason why, but you, you have a goal and they said to mm-hmm. look at that, those cards every day. You know, because mm-hmm. if you think, what you think about the most, yeah, you know, it, it, in all aspects of your life, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think that that's it was a real positive thing, and, and it was like at the time, like this is goofy, this is stupid, you know. But looking back, it's like, whoa, and it, and it happened hmm. you know, within a you know fifteen twenty period of time, your period of time, but they all came to pass. So it's like, uh, and and that's not that long if you think of, look back now. No, no, you know what I'm saying, and for like this, like okay, you know, we 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 look at it all. We've looked at it many times, both of us mm-hmm. together, you know, and, and looked at the photos and everything like that. But it's like, you know, 
we need to we need to get a plan in place mm-hmm. to make it happen eventually some someday you know just to and, have have a goal and i and i'd be open and honest i got to the public obviously listening i've told you i think that this journey that we are taking with youtube and social media and podcasts can bring us to that point and to think about that is pretty incredible and awesome like yeah. we're we're talk, we're sitting here talking about stuff we love to talk about you know I mean, I love sitting here talking about waterfowl. I don't yeah. know how, but we can always find an episode. <laughs> I don't think there's a day that goes by that I don't think about duck hunting. Uh, to be honest with you, seriously. there's not a day that goes by I don't think about duck hunting. Right. Some aspect of it. Yeah. Maybe for 10 or 15 seconds. It's, right. I must confess, longer. But um, <laughs> I think about duck hunting every day of my life, you know, yeah. and and not that I'm consumed by it. You see a canal, you're like, I'm always looking for birds. For birds. Yeah, yeah right I'm outside there. and yeah. geese fly over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We got a, we got a, a lake close to our house and geese fly over. I'm just, I stop and look at them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I Sometimes I'm in the house and hear them honk, and I just go out there to look at them yeah. flying over. It's not that I haven't seen them a thousand times before, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just cool. I just love waterfowl, and you know what God's created—the uniqueness of it, the diversity of it—is just I'm inspired by it and mm-hmm. awed by it. So, yeah, it, it's a blast. I love it. But think about it all the time. So for you, I mean, is there is there like a particular type of? Um, you got to go to Michigan. Mm-hmm. Was that two years ago? Wisconsin, Wisconsin, and kill old squaw. I've never killed the yeah. old squaw. And that's something like, oh man, I want to kill old squaw while these days. But is there uh-huh. a particular bird or, or something that you, or say you're top like four or five birds that you're like, you know what, at some point in time, I want to get these birds and just to have them to say, you know what, I got them. Just to, that satisfaction yeah. get them. Well, I mean, I want to kill all the North American waterfowl. No, you don't want to just settle for one or two. You no, I, you know thing. me. I like, I'm, and the thing is keeping up with the mounts because I wanted to have every one of them mount too, but that's going to take a while. Especially my taxidermist is kind of busy, so and he knows how to do it himself. So I don't know what, I don't know what his excuse <laughs> yeah, is. Not at your level, not even close. Well, whatever. Well, anyways, a this is I'm the kind of person I think anything's possible. So I shouldn't be. I'm gonna try to stay positive when I say this, but going to Alaska and shooting a king eider would be incredible. That's your. That's your. My epitome bird? Yeah. I I don't really feel like it is. I feel like a, a harlequin is right now. Mine it was well. old squaw. Mine as well. Okay. You're you, number one. You wanted to shoot an old squaw before you shot a harlequin. I actually did. I actually really? wanted to, I don't know why. I just love the long tail. Yeah. Just about, and which I got one here on the wall. And it's really not even a stud, but yeah. I don't care. It was like the whole you got experience. It. I got yeah. it. But the only reason I, I will put King Eider above a harlequin is because I feel like they're going to turn them off to where you're not going to be able to hunt them because they're only allowing you one anyways. Well, that's in Washington. Huh? That's just in Washington. No, King Eider. Oh, King Eiders. Yeah. I thought you could shoot more than one in Alaska. I'm pretty sure you can shoot more than one. Uh, yeah, but I'm not more than one than one day. I'm just saying you can only shoot one. Total. No, no I don't know about that. I think you can shoot... I, you can shoot I mean, if you like a three-day trip, I think you can shoot. No, no, I'm just saying they they got it down to one, right? Whatever, one a day. But what I'm saying is know. eventually they're just going to move it off the list, just like Harlequin. That, I mean, most places it's one a season. Yeah, in the lower 48. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm saying is only reason I put that one above it is just because I feel like if I, I kind of want to shoot that one more. So I was like, man. But the thing is, like I said, it's such a – I'd rather I'd pick Obregon over going and doing that just yeah. for the fact of the plumed out birds, the variety that I could I could shoot more variety down there than I haven't shot yet. 
a couple more. But the King Eider dude is like how much? Eight ten grand? Uh, I for think, those hunts? I don't think so. I think it's like nine, but it costs. Well, I said eight or ten. Yeah, I mean, but it costs to get down there. I guess what I've heard is you fly to Alaska, then yeah, it just costs just as much to fly down to the Aleutian Islands as it did to get to Alaska. Right. So you may pay eight or nine hundred dollars to get yeah. from plus your guide. Yeah, I think that's like I think that's like nine nine or ten for just the guide. Yeah, right. Right. No, I know that's yeah. just that. That's just the guiding thing, yeah, I think. And so, I don't know, man. Like, as much as I want to do that, I don't I don't know if I want to justify spending that much. Yeah. Like, I don't know, dude. I've thought about it. I Because I the, the job I worked for, I, I probably could have if I really wanted to. Yeah. But I was like, man, I don't know if I feel right about that. <laughs> like, I don't know. So, so Harley would be your, your top bird. What's the next one? Well, what's your next one? What's your first one? First bird would be a Harlequin. At this point, right now, a Harlequin. Um, I've since, I mean, since I was a little kid, I always mm-hmm. thought the Harley was the, the coolest looking bird ever. You know, even more than a King Eider. I, I, at this point, right now, if you told me, hey, you can go to to Alaska to Valdez, which is on my bucket list too, mm-hmm. Valdez, mm-hmm. and um, you know, hunt for for Harlequin. You know, the Barrows Golden Eye, mm-hmm. um, and whatever else. And they have Old Squaw there too, I think, mm-hmm. um, whatever else. That that would be my, my second hunt after Orbegon. I want to go to, to Valdez and, and get a Harlequin. Mm-hmm. So Harlequin's my top bird um, that I want to shoot. And then for my second one, I'd say a black duck. So Harlequin's number one. Yeah. And second one's black duck. Black duck. Okay. That black duck might be next year. That could very well happen next year. Got to scratch them off eventually. <laughs> Have you scratched anything off? I mean, you've shot a lot no, of variety, though. I mean, so, I mean, um, I always wanted to shoot a blue wing, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I shot the cinnamon and the green wing, and I have killed several blue wings since then because they're becoming more abundant in the Central Valley. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's one of the birds I always wanted to get scratch off. Um, so, yeah, but right now, probably in North American birds, it would be the Harlequin and then the Black Duck. Dude, I, I would say a third. Second. I, Second, my you second. Said, you said Eider. Oh, you said well, wait. You said Harlequin and, I, and King. Yeah, I kind of said Harle- King first, and then Harlequin second. Okay, I'd say my third was black. That's what I was going to say. Black duck mm-hmm. for your third one. Yeah, just because, and I really think that's something. If if I want to, if I want to make the trip, I believe I we can get make the it next year. Yeah, if we if you want to go and we and I could go and everything works yeah, out. Yeah, if everything worked out. Yeah. Yeah. My what third bird, it would be a a, a Pacific Eider, probably in Maine. Okay. That'd be fun to go to Maine. Yeah, yeah. With the layout, layout yeah. boat and everything. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. That would definitely be something that it, I could get into. Yeah, have some lobster, fresh lobster, mm. crab or whatever they oh, have. Oh, dude. There. Yeah, <laughs> clam chowder. Now here's the thing that would legitimately be in the ocean versus Wisconsin was in the lake. The lake. Yeah. So I wonder because they were uh, our guide, Austin Rogotsky. With Blue Ribbon Outdoors, I believe. Awesome guy. He was like, oh, you won't get sick. I'm like, yeah, right. You're lying to me. I'm going to get... No, he goes, no, the way the... um, What's the word I'm looking for? The way the... The, the chop or whatever? The chop is, is an inconsistent chop. Oh, okay. Which breaks up that thing that causes you to get... <laughs> the motion seasick, sickness? The motion sickness. <laughs> Whereas, well, on the ocean... It's yeah. the same thing, and that's what's. I'm like, ooh, I don't. Ugh. 
Unless they do it in a bay. Do they mainly do it in bays? You know, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm sure they don't go way out in the ocean, but I'm sure they're, you know. I'd like to go with that one guy, um, Jeff Coates. Oh, yeah. Pit Boss Waterfowl? Yeah, he seems like a cool dude. Yeah, he's got some cool... Isn't that his name, Jeff Coates? Yeah, and he does uh, carving and... Yeah. Yeah, Pit Boss Waterfowl. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's got some cool stuff. Yeah. He seems like he does pretty well for himself as far as hunting and stuff. So that'd be my fourth... Let's see, what are we up to? Harlequin. Well, we kind of got sidetracked because we're talking about long-term duck hunting. Yeah, kind of both. But I guess that kind of goes with it. Yeah. Okay, so you said you wanted to go to Maine for your... Yeah, I want to go to Maine. So that'd be like my third trip, Maine. First first would be uh, down to Orbegon. Second would be to Valdez, Alaska. And then third would be to to Maine. You know what I'll say? I know what I'll say. I really, really want to go shoot a Brant. Like uh, this year... It's hit me. Actually, it hit me strong last year. I, I was yeah. thought I was gonna make it happen. Didn't make it happen. Kind of. I guess to be honest with you, I kind of got lazy. But I really want to go up north uh, to the northwest of California and shoot a black brant. I say black brant, but a yeah. brant. Yeah. And just because I feel okay, it's it's right here in our backyard. Yeah. They I mean, it is a drive. Yeah. But they when they do push through, there's quite a well, bit. They of them. shoot them down in was it Bodega Bay. One of the bays, they they shoot them here off the coast mm-hmm. as well. When so, I say northwest, there. I'm talking about yeah. Humboldt County. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, but I really want to do that. And, you know, you could do it ourselves. We've talked about doing diver hunts this year, and but you got to have the right setup for that. And that's kind of sketchy. Me and Tom's were talking about the other <laughs> – we were talking the other day about being in the kayaks uh, in Monterey Bay. In Monterey Bay. It creeps me out because no, that thing's you. loaded with sharks, dude. I don't I – don't, That little kayak. I don't like the ocean that much, so I don't. I don't either. And the fact that if, if seals are around, that's shark food. <laughs> <laughs> and a little eleven foot kayak <laughs> floating around the bay. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. If you would have got me out there in those things. No, thank you. Nah, dude. It's it. so. What do you see yourself doing first? We'll, we'll get close to wrapping this up. But what do you see yourself doing first for, for as far as those long term duck hunting trips? Long term, probably like you said, like the black duck. If we can mm-hmm. find somewhere to go, you know. Mm-hmm. Then probably second would probably be Maine, just for the. I don't think it's going to be as much as it is to go to Valdez or to Orbegon. Orbegon is like probably like the top top thing, and then and then too like I mean, kind of like you know if you had like a, a magic lamp with a genie, I, of course I'd want to go to uh, New Zealand. Oh, dude. And shoot the punitail. Well, and their season is when we're in the middle yeah. of dealing with... I mean, like, dude, that'd yeah. be so awesome. But I would only want to go there if I could bring those birds back. And you can't, huh? I don't know how it is. So I guess it changes or what whatever. What birds are there that you would... The silvertail or punitail? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're... That's to me, to me that, that's, that's like a, the coolest looking bird. It is. And then um, I'm not sure if they're in... But have you seen a Brazilian tail? Yes. Yes. Yeah. striking, striking... Um, feathers on their wings yeah, you know colors they're, yeah they're uh they're secondaries i mean it just looks like insane mm. and um so yeah i wouldn't never known about all those except that you've always shown me those for a long time you're like look at this bird look at that yeah, bird and you can remember all the birds that you shoot so well too but yeah so that that would be that would be like if i had a you know three wishes <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'd be kind of be you know New Zealand would be would be awesome. I know it's not cheap to go over there to fly over there. Yeah, I have no idea. But I never even. Can, I never I think it's, it's, it's like one of those things bucks. I never thought that I could even do. You know what I'm saying? But now you like, think maybe that is something. I don't know. It's like out there, but yeah. 
wish upon a star. There's, a, there's some guys that have a channel that hunt over there. They do all kinds of different hunting. Uh-huh. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Maybe uh, contact those boys. And yeah, I don't know. They look like they have a lot of fun. Fourth bird would be the old squaw. Um, and then probably my last last bird that I would want to shoot, North American. <sighs> probably the Barrows. Barrows Goldeneye. Yeah. So King Hider's not even in there. You know what? Because it's, it's kind of out there. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, maybe. Eh. And I mean, they're cool birds. I don't know, but they're not they're not in my top five. Wow. I don't know. It's just not. That's unbelievable. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, like I said, that's a, those are long-term goals. Uh, some of them. Some of them aren't so long-term, you know? Yeah, it could potentially um, happen. Some, you know, could be five, ten years from now, but just pushing towards it and you know, I've, I kind of, just like the dog training videos I've done, I've always tried to push people to think, look, at, nothing's too far out there for you if you set goals. Like you said, you drew pictures. My dad was always big on writing it down, and I, I 100% believe in that, writing it down, visualizing it, you know, spiritual, physical, financial goals, goals for fun and entertainment. Put those down, you can do it, Yeah, you know, and it's just a matter of, of putting it down and, and thinking about it every day. Well, it's easy to get someplace if you have a map. Yeah. But if you don't, you're going to wander around in the wilderness. <laughs> always trying to look. So I kind of just wanted to put that out there. You know, I've talked about the dog hunting videos, five minutes a day. You can train a dog. If I, dumb old Titus, can do it, anybody can do it. And it's like, if you want to do trips, if you guys have stuff in your bucket list, if, if your bucket list is just leaving the state you live in to go to the next state over, guys, put it down on paper. Yeah. Don't be afraid to do it. Have I mean, goal. set a goal, do it, save up, you know? Yeah. Everybody's at different levels financially. And I never thought I'd go to Washington. I mean, dude, I always thought I was going to hunt in California. I never thought about even traveling until like a couple years ago. And now that you get a taste of it, you're like, you know what? It's not as big of a deal as we think it is. It's don't cost as much as you think it does until you start looking up numbers, writing stuff down, penciling it out. Yeah. You'll you, never know. Yeah. So. And to just the experience of getting somewhere else, experiencing, um, you know, seeing a different state mm -hmm. where you haven't been, um, maybe some of their food there. Yeah. Uh, although I didn't go for the mountain oysters. I seen those. <laughs> I was, I'd slide on those, but, um, yeah. And then talk about and this is kind of off subject, but kind of crazy, but you're talking about like writing things down. I told Taylor the other day, she has that, uh, Australian Shepherd, and sometimes that dog drives me crazy. But the dog is super smart and super intelligent. I'm like, hey, you could train that to be a duck dog. I go, we can get a dual commodity on this dog because it, it'll sit, it'll fetch. It'll, oh yeah, those are genius dogs. They're super smart. I'm like, why can't you train that thing? I go, we'll have to dye your dog though. And she's like, you're not dying my dog. <laughs> so I told her five minutes a day. Tyson, five minutes a day, you can have this dog trained. It can she, be, that dog it could be, be a duck dog. I don't know how much it would like water. It loves the water. <laughs> I can't keep it. We we built that pond in our backyard. That thing won't oh. stay out of the pond. Huh? So I'm thinking, hey, this thing, this thing could be like, you know, I think said you could have the only Australian Shepherd that I know of that could be That'd a be dog cool. dog. That'd be cool. Yeah, like Shane Smith had that, that min pin, yeah. that min, miniature pincher that yeah. was out there retrieving birds. Yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen like a little uh, somebody over there in New Zealand. They had a little, uh, what's those those little small tough oh, dogs? We're running out. We're about uh, we're almost twenty done. seconds. Whatever. They Thirty minutes some, is too some, tough. Some little dog that we're going to change that, guys. Part of that reason that we're doing that is because of the time limit on our cameras. So if we did, if we're going to only be 32 minutes. We just cut off at 30, but that will be changed. We'll try to do it because once we get on this roll, it's hard for us to stop it. So, yeah, guys, guess. we'll see you on the next one. Take care. <laughs>